0: I'm looking forward to all of those things that I hadn't even thought of yet, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I couldn't have actually th- I mean, I guess I could have thought of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's just so many things that I'm sure that I haven't even thought of, mm-hmm. and things like we did last week that I never thought we'd do. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's what I'm looking forward to. it's the it's the unknown. it's the adventure. Mm-hmm. It's the like gleeful, giddy little surprise,
1: like, oh, wow, yeah, that's a thing that we can do. Welcome to normalizing non-monogamy
2: Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a the medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy!
1: Welcome to episode 139. We're Finn and Emma.
2: Take, what, 50?
1: Yeah, I don't 55? know. It's been a lot. We've been messing this up a little bit tonight, but today we have an amazing conversation with Sky and Cody.
2: This wasn't their fault. All these takes were not their fault. No. It was a previously <laughs> recorded interview. <laughs>
1: Good clarification. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I just wanted to say this isn't them. This is us. Right. Anyway, they're an incredible couple. And we were put in touch with them by previous guests on episode 97 and Focus Friday 7. Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. So thank you to them. And thank you to Sky and Cody for coming on and sharing an incredible approach to relationships, communication, and all things open and honest and... Bad, yeah. Badassery.
1: Badassery. Sure. Yeah. That's it. That will make up a
2: word. So thank you to everybody involved in making this happen. We're grateful and appreciate it.
1: And we're excited to get the interview, but we do have a few quick announcements. So first up, our community announcements. Our next virtual meet and greet is August 22nd. That's a Saturday coming up very soon, and it's going to be starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. We know it's a little bit later, but we're excited because we're hoping more people on the West Coast can join.
2: For sure. And if you haven't joined one of these before, they are open to everybody. The cost is $10. And basically, we take everybody, we bring everybody into a Zoom group, and then we chat for a little bit, do some icebreakers, and then we break people out into smaller groups, either one-on-one or two-on-two, and ask some thoughtful questions and everybody has a great time and then we scramble the rooms and do it again
1: yeah it's amazing so if you want to sign up you should totally go sign up go to our website normalizingnonmonogamy.com and click on the meet and greet tab all of the information you need is right there
2: for sure and come meet some amazing people we've actually had a lot of people tell us that they've stayed in touch with people and have formed some pretty good friendships yeah so it's awesome not to brag but we're hooking people up (laughs)
1: The other announcement is just we wanted to say thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. This community that we dreamt up a while ago is finally, like, it's been coming together and it's amazing. So we couldn't thank you enough.
2: Yeah. So if you're not sure what Emma's talking about, Patreon is a website that allows uh, people who love content to support the content creators. And what we've done with our Patreon page is really use it to build community. And we're getting close to a hundred members now. And many of them are in week or, you know, daily chat rooms. There's a monthly Q and A and Emma's running a women's group that goes every month as well. Our next
1: women's group call is actually today, the 12th of August. But if you miss this one, don't worry, there'll be another one in September and you can sign up and join us then. Uh, Also, our next video Q&A is August 26th. That's a Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and again at 9 p.m. Pacific. So put those dates on your calendar.
2: And if you want to join, head over to our website and click on the community page or down in the links of your podcast player. There are links directly there as well. Yes. Thank you again to everybody for that. And really quick, finally, lastly, before well, the interview, before the interview, yes, a quick shout out and thank you to our sponsor of this week's episode and most weeks' episodes
1: <laughs> these days. Yes, most Alt, weeks.
2: Alt Playground. If you're not familiar with Alt Playground, it is an online community and dating site for non-monogamous and open-minded people. And honestly, a very diverse one.
1: Yeah, they started on the East Coast, but they are expanding westward and globally. So you should definitely go check them out. We love all of the new features that they've been promoting and launching, one of which is a pretty cool one, video chatting.
2: Yeah, so if you're tired of getting your Zoom account shut off for, you know,
1: (laughs) new... Sexy fun. For
2: sexy video chats, head over to All Playground, sign up, and you can do this from the safety of your own home and without getting your accounts suspended. Yes. Emma and I personally use it daily. We go into separate corners of our apartment and we video chat each other and do unspeakable things.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun.
2: Is it? You seem like you're suspicious.
1: (laughs) I can have my suspicions.
2: So if you're looking to sign up and have the same kind of fun Emma and I have, head over to altplayground.net or to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And click on the links.
1: While you're at our website, you can also go to the Contact Us page. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to come on the show or just if you have a question, go and leave us a voicemail or write us an email.
2: Or send us some feedback. Tell us how much you love us. We'll tell you how much we love you. Yeah. It's really great. You can hop on the video chat with us.
1: (laughs) on alt playground
2: on alt playground yeah you never know
1: <laughs> uh yeah and the other quick thing i just wanted to mention is that on our website on the podcast page you can see show notes for every single episode there are photos of most of our guests as well as links to everything mentioned in each episode
2: for show sure.
1: so go check it out
2: and while you're there check out this episode with sky and cody <laughs> Or while you're here. Just keep listening. We'll stop talking.
1: Yeah, we'll stop rambling and let's go talk to Sky and Cody.
2: Welcome, Sky and Cody, to the podcast. We're excited to have you. We know a little bit about you. You were introduced to us by some former guests.
1: Jack and Jill. Jack
2: and Jill. Two-time Jack and Jill, the best. Repeat offenders, (laughs) actually. So we're thank you. Links to
1: their episodes in the show notes. Yeah,
2: shout out to them. So Do you mind introducing yourselves to us and to the listeners and to yeah. the world?
1: Perfect. We are
0: um Sky and Cody and we're super excited to be here too. I guess I could say I'm Sky and
3: I'm Cody. <laughs> Hi everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we just we love this whole concept of making non-monogamy normal. Yeah. So really happy to be here and talk about our own experience and just share. So, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah.
3: It's, it's been a, a delight listening to catching up on past Episodes, I think since Sky and you made the initial connection, just hearing the diversity of people's experiences out there and, and how you all create a space for hearing those stories and, and amplifying those voices and, and, again, normalizing the experience. It's just been fantastic. So thank you for all you're doing out
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you. you for that. We appreciate it.
1: So, how about a little bit about the two of you? What I guess what is who your, are and Cody? Yeah. Me? Where does your story? Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll give my backstory, okay. and then you can do yours. That sounds great. So, um, well, I think it's worth noting that we didn't meet until I was thirty-nine, and you know, just about thirty-nine, and you were forty-four or something. Mm-hmm. So later in life. So I was. Married to my high school sweetheart for 12 years. Um, He's still my best friend in the whole world. Um, Shout out, man, I will not name. But um, yeah, it just wasn't a fit. We were best friends and that was about it. So we opened our marriage toward the end as sort of a way of getting around the sexual deficit that I was feeling and just creating like a little spark as a way to sort of like save the marriage uh, as many non-monogamous relationships can start that way. And needless to say, that didn't quite work out. (laughs) As it turns out, what I really wanted was a partner I could play with and have that like shared experience. And that just wasn't going to happen in that relationship. He's a great guy. And that just, wasn't what he was into. And so then I was sort of dating a little bit on my own. Um, and kind of came to this place of actually one day I wrote a list of everything I wanted in a partner. And I immediately looked at that list and went, well, shit, I'm, I'm going to be single forever because (laughs) nobody's going to do that. And then it was literally like a month later that, um, Actually, i matched with somebody on Tinder, this guy right here, that I don't even remember swiping on. And in fact, there's no reason I should have swiped on him because he didn't write anything in his profile. And I had this rule of like not swiping on anybody that didn't write something. And so I have no idea why I swiped. It was just kind of this, oh, right. And then he just started writing and we literally texted about nonstop for four days until we had to meet each other. And the rest, as they say, is history. We've been married two years now—a fast and furious two years—and we can get into the non-monogamy part, but that was sort of always, always on the table from the beginning. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Uh, well, I was curious, Sky, back backing up just a little bit before yeah. we jump into Cody's side. Did you said you and in your? Uh, I don't know. Ex-husband sounds harsh if you guys are still best oh, friends, but that's,
0: but that's what he is. It's fine. Your,
2: your former husband, <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> you started exploring non-monogamy. And do you mind me mind talking a little bit about what that journey looked like? And uh, just maybe briefly in a nutshell, like how that looked. And because A how... lot, of,
1: lot of people open up their marriage, open up their marriages after being together for a long time in oh. search of trying to find more fulfillment.
2: Yeah, exactly like you did. And for you, it didn't work out. But like you said, you were able to dissolve that, continue to be friends, and continue on to continue exploring it. And I just said the word continue a lot. But (laughs) you get the point. I guess, do you mind maybe giving us a little more insight into how that all works?
0: Sure. I think part of the reason it worked out as well as it did, not to say it was always easy, but we had been friends for six years before we started dating. So we met when I was 14 and he was 16, and we um, were friends until I was like 19. Then we started dating, dated for six years, then we're married for 12. And at a certain point, I mean, well, well actually, if I'm being totally honest and vulnerable, I fell for somebody else and didn't couldn't act on it morally, but thought to myself, there's got to be a way where like, I can kind of be with this person, but also be with this person. And we hadn't really explored much outside of each other. And so we had an open, honest conversation. And I mean, to this day, I still quote him. He was like, well, I thought about it and I couldn't think of a reason not to. So we both had our own experiences. Um, None of them were as like, enthralling as our relationship. And so it was good enough for a while. And then I, I realized that what I actually wanted was a far more sexual life in general. And that just wasn't going to happen even in the way that I was making it work within my marriage. And so, yeah, we eventually just decided to dissolve the marriage and keep our friendship because that was what was most important to us anyway. Um, and now I don't know if you guys use the, the app Chorus, it's a dating app. And what happens is that you, you don't do anything. You, your friends are your matchmakers. And so two of your matchmakers and two of the other person's matchmakers have to choose each you so that generally four people have vetted you before you, I might huh. be getting a little bit wrong, but there's at least two vetting processes. Anyway, yeah. so now I'm one of his matchmakers on chorus and I'm just like, cause he wants monogamy. He wants a, you know, and every, my take on relationships in general and which is why I like ours said, everybody should have what they want. And so if what he wants is monogamy, he should have that. And I'm all for it. I'm going to help him out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But so I just, I had just gotten to a place in that marriage that just wasn't for me anymore. Um, And honestly, because it wasn't for me, it wasn't for him either. That just became pretty obvious. So,
2: yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. And I think it's, it's fantastic that you were able to, navigate that and i'm sure that's a much longer story than than right but that you were able to navigate that and come out of it being friends and i just it's awesome so thank well
0: you not i mean not only that but like cody and he are really great friends and do things on their own and like yeah i think it's just a testament to how much we've valued that aspect of our relationship yeah and
1: he's we, still a very integral part of your life Both totally. of your lives. yeah yep Absolutely, and it, just the
3: that enduring relationship and the, and the health of that relationship and the process that led up to that relationship being where it is now as as someone who's outside of that relationship directly, but just observing it and hearing you and him talk about it, it just speaks to your kind of both of your ability to live in integrity and be honest mm-hmm. um, and and seek what is best for one another. And I think that's just a very attractive quality. I think that that was very evident when I met you, Sky, mm-hmm. that you possessed that kind of intellectual integrity, that intentionality of living your life, um, that openness to try ways of being in the world, to, to experience fulfillment and experience joy. Um, and that, among many other qualities, just kind of, that was hook, line, and sinker for me, so...
2: Yeah. Well, that's, oh, that's
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say?
2: so now on your side, Cody, were you playing the Tinder, just swipe, 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 swipe. You just swipe on every single mm-hmm. woman that comes by and she just happened to be one. Or was it like you read her profile and you were like, this is it. Everything this is an
0: even better part of the story.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll keep the short, but you,
3: you really get into the heart of this. It's a great question. So, um, uh, maybe backstory, I don't know if we have to get to all the backstory relationship, but um, I had certainly uh, imagined uh, different possibilities of expressing my sexuality in relationship. And even though I had aspirations for that and, and got up to the edge of the pool and almost dipped my toe in with a partner once um, into like kind of play parties and things of that nature, uh, ended up dating wonderful, lovely uh soul enriching people a series of people uh but all of whom were uh, serial monogamists um and you know this is the sort of thing i i feel like it's not a decision that i am comfortable making unilaterally in a relationship this is something i really feel like i have to make with a partner and and my partners have always felt that way as well and so you know I hadn't had the chance to explore beyond that for a really long time. Fast forward to a few years ago when I was wrapping up a job, a wonderful job that I had for a long time, and uh, was looking at the prospect of maybe making a pretty significant life change. And, and, and that would have entailed moving from where, where I live now, you know, across the country, um, closer to family, and just, just starting a new chapter of life. And I was on the cusp of making some of those decisions when um, I thought, well, you know, why not just try one more, uh, one more stab at, at the dating experience where I live? And so I hadn't been on a dating app or anything online for a really long time. And one day I just thought, oh, you know, there's this Tinder thing. And I'd read about it in the paper and things like that and probably known a few people who'd, who'd gone on Tinder. But I, I hadn't done it yet myself. So I signed up for a, a subscription. And uh, I threw some pictures up there and I, and I hadn't even gotten around to writing anything. That is true. Um, (laughs) They were were some of the least lousy lousy pictures I could find myself. (laughs) And, uh, and I set up the thing and I, and I put it down and I didn't touch it for a week just because I was busy at work and whatnot. There's a bunch of stuff going on. And I finally got back around to it. And I, I will admit, I, I may have had a couple of cocktails um, at the time. And I began to swipe. And at first, when I was doing it, I was swiping the wrong direction. Um, <laughs> so I, I apologize to anyone out there who, you know, missed we may out. have had an inadvertent match or missed. I don't know. And, uh, and then this is my very first Tinder swiping session of my entire life. And, and then I see this lovely lady in her beautiful eyes um, and there's a shot where she's uh, on a train. It, I didn't know this at the time, but uh, later on, I learned that she was in a train in Alaska on a, on a, on a personal journey for herself, uh, a retreat of sorts for herself. And her eyes—her eyes were just so gorgeous in this picture. And there's just such depth um, in her face. And I thought, "Oh, she, she is gorgeous." And I swiped on, swiped on that one. I swiped correctly.
2: <laughs> Good
1: <laughs> um, thing. Fortunately,
2: that I mean, would have been even better if you swiped left and she right. never swiped on you, and somehow you both Stop, got still Matt, up. Still Matt. Wait a was double that, negative! What,
3: was that? You on <laughs> Tinder with <the> pretty eyes? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, what, what was it? That was the next day. Was it the next day? Mm-hmm. It was the next day. Uh, we matched, and I think I reached out first. Mm-hmm. I reached out first mm-hmm. with some, some terrible joke. Um, we don't need to get, into we don't it. need to get into the show, <laughs> <laughs> but even despite that, mm-hmm. despite that, um, we began to have, a, uh, um, to just open up to each other gradually safely. Uh, you know, I think we were both pretty attuned to noticing what felt okay to the other person and little revelations here, little revelations there. And, you know, some of them were flirty and some of them were personal and, it just it evolved in a, in a wonderful and intense way. And it was very clear that we, at least at least in the large part, we were speaking a very similar language to each other, um, and that we shared a lot of values, and we shared a lot of um, ways of thinking about the world. And um, anyway, so that kind of begins to get us to how we began to share with each other about our, our past experiences around having um, consensually non-monogamous experiences in the world. Um, and I don't know, do you wanna do you wanna kinda take it to the next step or
2: well Cody, really quick, you you yeah. had you had not actually had a non-monogamous experience to this point. You had you had talked about it, thought about it, walked up mm-hmm. to the edge of the diving board, but never jumped in. And so yeah. for you it was still a, a theoretical interest.
3: It was. It it was um Yes, that's fair. Uh, You know, like I think probably half the guests or more on your show, um, the ethical slut during that period was Mm -hmm. uh, a revelation and an invitation. And I thought a very um, just, again, intellectually honest assessment of the possibilities of being in the world and finding joy in, in fulfilling and expressing more fully um, your sexuality and, and doing that in community and doing that responsibly and doing that, uh, in a way that was sort of a, a politically activist sort of thing in some ways. Like that always just sounded very interesting and compelling. And then I sort of sat there and did absolutely nothing with this information for a really <laughs> long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would fantasize about scenarios and possibilities and, you know, would certainly look for, uh, entrees into that world, but there just were none in the offing, um, until I met this beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it
0: all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny too because we operate in this world in very different manners. Like for example, this interview, and he's got all these questions and wants to know, like, oh, well, what are they going to, what we're going to talk about? And he's got notes and. I'm just like, I don't know, just show up and talk. It's going to be great. And then I, I don't even remember when it was in our relationship that I finally discovered your stack of books on non-monogamy, this thing that I had just been doing, like flying by the seat of my pants. And he's got all of the research materials behind it, right? So I think we match each other very well. Like anything that I don't know, I can always fall back on him. He's going to have all the answers. (laughs) So
1: like a lot of times there are, there's usually like a researcher personality into this. Like I got to read everything before I'm ever jumping, like stepping a toe in. And then there's a personality that's like, whatever, I'm just going in for it. I'm just Uh going to figure it out as I go. And it's, it's good that you, that you two matched up because you can kind of level each other out a little bit, I guess. (laughs)
0: Totally. Although it's interesting uh, in terms of finding play partners, that is all on me. And, uh, I think that works out for myriad reasons, but yeah, it just seems like you trust me implicitly mm-hmm. and you also don't want to force your own like views or I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth mm-hmm. probably.
3: Well, I mean, Sky uh, sky's a superb communicator, um, and is, is, is both direct and fun and, uh, and thoughtful in the way you put forward kind of what we're seeking and, and inviting stories that other people have to tell about what they're seeking. And, um, I, it's hard for me to imagine myself, um, uh, doing a better job <laughs> than she does. Well. So I, so I, so I do tend to leave well enough alone. I do also think that in in the spaces that we have found that we have found ourselves in, and I realize that everybody's experience is different, but that when you have reached out to, Um, other people or made connections with other people. I think hearing, hearing in our case from the woman in our relationship, um, something about that, let's put it this way. I don't fully understand why I have my suspicions, why men sometimes communicate in ways that are not always, um, they don't always feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, Sky always communicates in ways that feel good, even if even if nothing materializes from the interaction. And there's just some there's a level of safety, I think, when it's clear that like she is driving some of our communication um, that has never failed to lead to at least like good conversation. good conversations. Yeah. yeah,
2: right. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing, and I think. I mean, just to, just to throw it out there that you are clearly a good communicator, Cody. So it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's sometimes it's the, the unknowing, like you're talking to somebody for the first time, maybe over a messenger or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. And every, everybody's like senses are like heightened, right? You, you <laughs> pick up on little weird things like, oh, they misspelled a word. Well, and you're like, right. it's yep. like all yep. these little things, everything is Instead amplified. of just
1: talking in person. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. If, yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and it's
0: also interesting, our whole progression of like how we meet people too. I mean, so initially when we first got together, we knew that this was something we wanted to pursue. And yet we also knew that we really wanted to get to know each other really well first. So we didn't pursue other people or even play experiences for many months, almost a year, I think.
3: Um, And that was, that was very, that was a conscious decision. Uh, We, when we first, You know, we're aware, you know, it was clear that you were completely comfortable in a variety of different potential spaces. And it was evident to you that I was also comfortable in a variety of different spaces and possibilities. You know, we were we had the overt conversation and said, that's great. What a fun thing we get to have on the horizon and and as as a possibility for ourselves as a couple. Uh, What fun. But right now, we really want to sink into our own connection, our own sexuality, how we express with one another. Learn our bodies, because um, all of that stuff is going to serve us later on if we go into those spaces. If we don't have that foundation, it's it's not as interesting. In some and it ways. really
0: has, and I think that the people that we've played with has have mirrored that back to us, if not said explicitly. Wow, we really like your connection and sure. what it brings to the table. And so for us, any of these experiences is really it all comes down to the connection between us and like, I don't know. We just, it's just such a like profound relationship tool, mm-hmm. seeing your partner with somebody else, seeing yourselves through somebody else's eyes and getting to come back together and like afterwards, just look at each other and be like,
3: ah, I what? can't believe we did that. What? <laughs> so, and you had the thing
2: in your thing right. next to the, with the. <laughs> oh
3: <my God>. under,
2: <laughs> and you're yeah. hanging from the other thing. And yeah. 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 Totally, yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> now, 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 I, now, now,
2: I now I
3: say that that's I think we I, I well see if you see if this checks out with you, Sky. Mm-hmm. But this notion that that's what works great for us. Uh, we enjoy that, right? We enjoy mm-hmm. that part, and it feels very relational. It feels very connected. And there was some other wonderful, fabulous, fun single person or couple out there for whom it's really about their individual experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they come back into relationship sure. stronger. But not because of the same reasons that we do, right. but for totally legitimate, perfect reasons that work fabulously well for them. And yeah. So, so I, I know we talked about that a little bit in advance. That like we we're really enthusiastic about our story, and we're really enthusiastic about the way that this works for us. But and I think your whole concept of, of the podcast is is very much about different people are going to experience this in. in deeply different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's all wonderful. and It's all interesting. So, yeah. yeah.
0: For example, we've, we, when we first started, we were going to, uh, actually I think we only went to two before we decided it wasn't really for us, like your typical swinger party. And it just struck us as people who have values of inclusivity, that it was all like white heteronormative, with the exception that all the women are expected to be bisexual <laughs> and all the men are like never to touch each other. So it was just this weird experience of like, well, okay. Interestingly enough, that is kind of what we want. And yet I want to see other expressions happening too, um, so we, we kind of quickly decided that wasn't really our jam. And yet look after COVID, like if that's the first thing that's available, we'll be there. <laughs> Sign us up. <laughs> yeah.
3: because... What time do the, what time do the doors open? Right. <laughs> Cause I,
0: I just, I miss being in sexy spaces, but then, yeah, then, uh, we got referred by a woman we went on one date with and nothing even ever happened with, um, to this group called Bonobo. Which is a Bay Area, although now in the times of COVID, because they've been hosting all of these online parties, it's starting to grow into an everywhere kind of thing. And suddenly, we were at these parties where a you didn't even have to come feeling sexy if you just wanted to be there and talk to people. You put on your red bracelet, and you know you either got a red, a yellow, or a green. Uh, You could probably figure out what those means in general, but they have very like delineations, Um, and it was, it was just a revelation. Like everybody was playing in all sorts of different configurations and there were people that looked different across the board. And it was finally, we found this place. And so that is, that has become a very special part of our lives. And I, um, I hope that you get to talk to more people that are in that group. Um, and then also I think from all of those experiences, we decided that we really just like dating, (laughs) like getting to know somebody is really important, especially for me. I kind of need to get to know somebody. And so, you know, in the time of COVID, what's interesting is we met a woman, I think March 11th, and then she was supposed to come over on the 17th, which was, ended up being the first day of lockdown. And so, we both kind of did this like all right well we'll see you in like 2 weeks it's fine you know <laughs> and then okay 2 weeks turns into 2 months um and then we finally had to do like the risk assessment thing cuz we just couldn't take it anymore and now the three of us have gotten together every 2 weeks for for a while and she's become a really special part of our life and she's got you know another partner kids family like this this whole thing and so we're constantly <laughs> reassessing risk and figuring it all out and you know Um, we just got COVID tests yesterday and feeling good about it. Interestingly enough, one of uh, another woman we used to date is a nurse now that she's doing the COVID test. So she got us through the line extra fast and she did the swabs and it's like, Oh, this whole non-monogamy thing is paying off in ways I never thought. <laughs> I know it was,
1: it
3: was, it was the sweetest. I don't you're familiar with the test procedure. It's a, yeah, you know, the swab and whatnot. Um, I, I, she said something when we were, it was uh, one of the drive-through ones and she said something along the line. She's lovely. She said something along the lines of, um, like, Oh, good. Now I get to put something in you, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. She may have commented on Like she's like, "Oh, your gag reflex or lack thereof. You'll be fine. Just <laughs> open up." <laughs> okay, yeah. So, I mean, it's it. We have definitely had to figure out what feels best for us as we're moving forward. Um, and so currently, it is playing with you know one to two other people. Um, at a time. And that's not just because of COVID. I think it's just because we just get a lot out of the intimacy of that connection. Um, Love sex parties for just the energy of it. But we also are really well aware that things change in relationship all the time. And so um, one of the very first, maybe it was our second date, Cody asked me, he like looks across the table, he's like, how would you feel about having a weekly relationship meeting? And I was just like, oh my God, marry me. <laughs> yes, I would love a weekly relationship meeting. I didn't realize until that moment that's exactly what I've been like missing and wanting my whole life. Um, and so we we do, we have our, we call them, it's a S.O.D.A.R. which stands for state of the relationship. And we S.O.D.A.R. every Saturday or Sunday. And, you know, basically just go through a list of um, communication, affection, sex, body, autonomy, uh, finances, like
3: shared responsibility, Mm -hmm. trust, the magic of us, uh, uh, unexpressed fears and concerns. These are the categories,
0: right? We go Um, through them all.
3: And and uh, the risk of it it sounding like a little bit like draconian to go through these things all you know, or, or, um, laborious typically the conversations go along the lines of like, all right, trust. And we'll both be like, no problem. Everything's great. Next. <laughs> yeah. Communication. And we'll kind of go through them like that and focus on the ones that, that maybe require a little bit of attention. But it's it's a wonderful, um, it's been a great exercise for us to sort of first reflect on um, a lot of positives. The first thing we start with actually, which we forgot, is Appreciation. So it's, it's just saying, Hey, this week you really showed up in this way. And, and I really noticed on this particular occasion that that thing I was asking, you if you might be able to help me with, you were, you were a rock star in that apartment. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I see you and thank you. Um, and everything, everything else just kind of follows from there, but it is a chance for us to sort of talk about the things that come up in any relationship that could be a little awkward to, to talk about on like a Tuesday because life is happening and it feels a little inconvenient or it feels like it's not the right time or you don't want to ruin like the flow or you're having a really great time, but you're reluctant to just, but the, it's at the back of your head and you, you want to bring it up. But so this is just a time on the weekend when we know, Hey, you're going to have a chance to talk about that thing. And your partner's going to listen to that thing. And, and I know it's sort of an odd thing to bring up possibly on a, like a normalizing nominatory broadcast, but it works for us insofar as it really gives us a lens to like reflect on our process of being in relationship, and also when when it's relevant about how expressing our sexuality factors into that and how sharing space with other people comes into that. And it just kind of integrates it a little bit more so that it doesn't feel like it's kind of like this one-off hobby that we have, but it's Mm -hmm. actually something that's woven into the fabric of our relationship in a little bit more meaningful way. And we learn things about each other.
0: Yeah, and then we also are like kind of always open to the idea that things are shifting and changing because we go through this every week and it is really different from week to week. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, maybe one day we'll be like, uh, I don't know for me personally, it's 41 now. I'm just like, Oh, maybe with menopause is like just really the pits then. Yeah. You should go out and have sex with all these other women because I will want that for you. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking like, just randomly, but anything could happen. And being open and having communication around that, and allowing for relationship to be fluid while also being really grounded together, it just—it is really the relationship that I've always wanted and never really knew how to put into
3: words. So, mm-hmm.
0: feel really lucky. There's a,
3: there's a high five happening over here right now, Did you <laughs> just for your All listeners. Right, I
1: forgot this was yeah, for, the podcast
3: for your listeners. That was <laughs> a high five. Don't see that. That's
1: amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that tip because I think it could be useful for a lot of people. Uh, I have one quick follow-up question. Do you Mm -hmm. take notes during this meeting or is it just like a fluid conversation? Because I could see like my note-taking tendency to be like, write all this stuff down, but that's not necessarily always the point.
0: No, we have the actual meeting agenda written down, all the things that we go through. And if there's something that I know we are going to want to circle back to, I'll put it on um, like a little addendum at the end. There's like always sort of like a to-do list, which used to be like, talk, call the roofer or get the plumber over here. Cause we were doing a lot of work on right. the house. And now it might just be like, go over how mm-hmm. we want to feel after our time together on Saturday, you know, like, what is it that we want to get out of connecting with, um, this woman we're seeing or, or whoever, um, or like, you know, should we check in with your brother or, you know, something like right. that. And there is generally a, in the unexpressed fears or concerns, that's my favorite part, actually. Like that we can like, the rest of it is a whole lot of high five. Like, yeah, trust, yes, communication, <laughs> we really rock. And then it's like, unexpressed fears or concerns? Oh, well, yeah, actually, I'm a little scared about this, you know, I don't know, some, actually, this just this week, we were talking about COVID and and opening up our bubble even more. And we were really close to being like, Yes, let's meet this person, and then I—I I was the one. I was like, I can't do it. I'm not. I'm not ready. Not yet to. The, the germ fear is real. So just stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you know, having a partner that I know might be disappointed by that, but knowing that I can say it
3: anyway right. is right. And 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 I think this. My mind goes to our earlier earlier in the discussion when this idea of like we make decisions. Bilateral, bilaterally, or we make decisions mm-hmm. together. Um, that if you feel that that's not something like that's an established sort of I don't want to say ground rule for us, but that's an established operating procedure. If if one of us just has sort of reached that limit and is not comfortable with whatever arrangement, it's not really a it's not problematic. It's actually part of trusting each other and mm-hmm. part of part of operating as a team. Right. Um, that uh, you know, I, I don't want you sky to be in a situation that you don't feel comfortable with ever that that doesn't, that's not going to be sexy. That's not going to be fun. It's not going to be interesting. Um, and, uh, and I, and I know vice versa, you feel the same. Yeah.
0: And that's the kind of thing that I think should apply across the board to all relationship. And I don't think that our, even our uh, weekly check-in is something that, I mean, everybody, right. If you're in relationship with somebody, why not check in with them? Like it's, I think it's doubly necessary when you might be sleeping with other people, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, there's always stuff to, to check in about. And I don't know, I, 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 I like non-monogamy or polyamory or, you know, consensual ethical, whatever you want to call it as being its own sort of form of just regular relationship, right? Mm -hmm. It's just relationship and that relationship of all kinds involves some sort of work. So I don't think it's that, it's that much different.
2: No, no, it's, and it's amazing. And I think, again, thank you for sharing all of that one mm-hmm. of the things i was hoping maybe we could kind of go back a little bit to mm-hmm. when you're, you're sort of your worlds collided and you said well we spent the first couple of months focusing on us and there was a time at which you guys said okay we're gonna try to open this up mm-hmm. and this was probably a really interesting time because for cody this was the very first time Ugh. ever doing it <laughs> and, yes! for, and for sky it was the very first time coming back to it after having Mm -hmm. tried it in a relationship and it didn't work out. And Mm -hmm. so how, like, maybe take us through, like, how that came to be and sort of what you were both feeling going into that sort of very first experience together.
0: Well, define experience. Because we had, first we went on a few dates that never went anywhere. And even that, and actually I'm kind of glad they were, they were sort of like little baby steps toward actual experiences. And it was just exciting to like be in the possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were lovely people.
2: Right. And I was going to say, that's even a big step, like to the, like for somebody to talk about it and fantasize about it in the bedroom versus like, we're literally going to get in the car, drive to a restaurant Mm -hmm. and sit across the table from another couple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm with the possibility that we could all end up having sex together. Like that's mm-hmm. a huge thing for somebody to even fathom. Sure. It's true.
0: Yeah, you're right. It was I will say the first two dates I think were single women. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't even know if we were considering couples at that point because mm-hmm. that wasn't something that I had ever done. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, the timeline gets a little fuzzy because then at some point along the lines, pretty early on in this, we went to Desire in uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Cancun, <laughs> uh-huh. um, and then it was just like,
3: so, okay. But we you know so. So I want to I want to stick to the question though yeah, uh, a little closely, <laughs> and, and and that um, that notion that. I have the sense that Skye, you may have been a little bit more matter of fact about it because I think you had dated, you had been dating more recently and with more frequency than I had Mm -hmm. relative to that point in time. So the notion of going on dates perhaps wasn't as as far afield for you emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, Not to say that we weren't both excited and a little nervous and whatnot. I think of the two of us, my guess is that I was the more nervous and the less composed mm-hmm. going on these first dates. I was super excited. This is the this is the, the culmination and the fulfillment of something I had the possibility of which I had <laughs> I had dreamed for decades. And here it was. It was it was right in front of me. But uh we also had made an we had an understanding that when we went on those dates, and we've we've stuck to this so far, I think with maybe one exception, that we really like to go on a date first oh, yeah. with no, mm-hmm. um, I would say with no, but really with high possibility, low expectation, which is, which is one of the credos of the the bonobo. Mm-hmm. high possibility, low expectation, but also really just kind of maybe, maybe even making clear to some of these lovely folks, like, Hey, we're just, we just want to grab dinner and a drink tonight. Yeah. And, and we'd love to get to know you get to know what you're looking for we want to tell you a little bit about ourselves, but I, as I recall it, that alone helped alleviate a little bit of my anxiety because I I knew that I had to show up and be authentic and, um, not be too invested in whether the person wanted an outcome or didn't want an outcome, but just show up and be with you, Mm -hmm. um, and, and be, yeah, just be very genuine about ourselves and what we were seeking. And, Um, but that was it. That was all we had to do. That was the the one thing we had to do that night. And that, that helped me with my nerves. I mean, I had, I had the shakes. I I was, I won't lie. I was, (laughs) I was nervous for sure.
2: I think
0: Um, that helped the people we were seeing too, to say, you know what, this is just dinner drinks and no expectations. And I will say, so only twice did that fail. And they were both lovely. One time was, um, a couple, and they, we were like, well, should we go back to our place? I don't know. And they were like, yes. <laughs> and, but then as soon as we got here, all we did was make out like high schoolers. It yeah. was a fucking adorable. It was like, really, really sweet. Oh my God. It was so sweet. It was really just like being in high school. And then they left. And then we since have seen them many times. Um, and are like some of my favorite play people, um, and then the other uh, was a woman who I think was pretty clear via text that like we weren't just going to have
3: drinks. So well, we we had, we invited her to a we were going to a uh, what is it an on-site party, an off-site party, an on-site it was an it was a it was a play party essentially. We invited her to join, right. and this is after there had been, which is the beauty of texting and the apps and everything is that you can do some of this preliminary work I mean I'm, I think I'm older much older than everybody here and I remember the day when you had to do all of this in person and it sounds terrible boy it took a lot of time
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. um, and be, being able to do some of this just establish consent establish at least establish temporary consent consent is an ongoing conversation always of course but to establish preliminary interest preliminary consent some shared you know, Shared values, uh, some shared interests, and then and then be able to move into a space that's potentially pleasurable and and sexy and safe. Um, Yeah, it's easier now in that way because we Mm -hmm. communication tools we have. So that was that was those were yeah those were the two times that we
2: yeah
3: we didn't adhere to our practice of
2: yeah yeah. No, I think it's good because right there's a lot of people out there who say we all we you know, we never play in the first date. That's the, like the one minor, right? Sure. And I think it's a great motto to go by because like you said, it, it it relieves the pressure of like, I have to pretend to maybe be a little something that I'm not, because I don't want to mm-hmm. screw it up because if yep. I do this right, we're going to get some tonight. Yep. And if you, yeah. and if you throw that out and you just say, I'm just going to be me, yep. I, I don't care what these people think because the goal is to meet authentic people totally but but then that's be so hard to the rule that like if everybody's like basically pawing at each other you're like well i think it's okay like we're still (laughs) (laughs) we're adults we can go do what we want to go do right yeah right yeah that that,
0: that's also fine and that would be fine i mean i'd be totally down for that if that was something that we kind of like Talked about first? I don't know. I, I sure. like to have a lot of things sort of laid out before play is happening. Sure. I mean, to the to the point where I think we've actually sent like our latest STI results to people just to be like, "See, yep. look, we're doing it. Yep. We did the thing." Yep. Um, so yeah, and I, I think our our early play was just a lot of like dates that didn't go anywhere, and then sex parties that we only played with each other.
3: Um, still fun. It's very fun. Still fun. Yeah. Because you look to your right. Hey, Yeah. you look to your left. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Everybody's having a good time. It's it's a very sexy space. That was fun.
0: Yeah. But that, that also was what I think when dating started to really speak to us as like the clear path, because we, I mean, I I'll speak for myself, but I think we both really kind of want to get to know somebody before we're playing with them. Um, and so quote unquote, the lifestyle, like just really was great for that, Mm -hmm. that, that does seem to be a a model that works. Mm -hmm. And even when we were at desire, uh, not to keep bringing it back to there, but, um, it was just nice to see other people who operated in that way. And we also saw some people that were maybe not using the same level of consent or thoughtfulness that we would particularly like to bring to the table. But, um, you know, there's a little bit of something for everybody at Mm -hmm. a place like that. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we met some really, really great people there.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'm curious, like what made you want to go there? Like take that leap of, of going, like you said, a couple dates here and there and like a couple sex parties, but then just like jump. Oh no, we're just going to go on a vacation. To I was going to so right? say, so yeah, if, if
2: Cody was shaking and nervous <laughs> going to dinner, like getting on the plane to Cancun has got to be another level. It's
0: so interesting because I feel like you, I don't remember this shaking nervousness. I feel like (laughs) I was with a man who was born for this moment. (laughs) Um, But I I can sense that maybe internally it felt a little bit different. As far as why we went there, I think it was, I don't even remember who found it. We were just talking about places to go be naked. Yeah.
3: Um, And Prior to this meeting each other, I think I had spent more time naked around other people than Sky has. Sure sure. And yeah. Sky has very quickly either caught up or exceeded the, <laughs> in that department because she she's, she's a natural yeah. yeah she's a natural nudist. Um, and we, uh, yeah, we got to, for folks, I'm sure most of your listeners may be familiar with the folks who aren't, then Desire is one of the resorts in, in Cancun. That's a, a lifestyle kind of place. And, and, uh, you know, they're the beach and the, the pool and things like that are places where you don't have to wear clothes if you don't want to. And, and, uh, obviously it's a very sexy atmosphere and there's a certain, certain type of play that happens there mm-hmm. a certain, certain group people. We wish it was a little more inclusive. We wish mm-hmm. everybody had the chance. We wish it wasn't so expensive. Some of that stuff isn't really aligned with necessarily some of our like extra sexual politics, but there it is. This mm-hmm. is the reality of the world we live in and we have to find our moments when we can. But um, yeah, you got, we walked in there, we got to our lovely little uh, uh, whatever room by right by the beach. And I, I go to put the bags down and I turn around and this one over here is buck naked, just wading into the water. And I it was, was right like, there. I was like, I was like, all right, she's, she's a natural, she's a natural. This is, this is going to work yeah. out great.
0: That place was really fun. I I am a, uh, as we were talking about this beforehand too, I just, I go to bed pretty early and nothing there starts until 11. So I was by the end of it, really tired, yeah. Yeah. but, um, that's okay. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Our... We we're actually planning on going back, uh, before COVID ruined everything, but well, it it'll, it'll happen eventually.
3: Real short at the risk of, uh, uh, rambling on, on the, on the Cancun part. But I think leaving there, especially just sort of dipping into the lifestyle, like now more fully, like really like, f- you know, finding our breath and expanding into it a little bit and seeing where it lands on our bodies um, I remember leaving there and sure we had sexy experiences and sure we were naked by the pool and sure we, you know, had this kind of sort of exotic experience and a few sexy moments and things, but really it was the lovely, lovely people in the lifestyle that we didn't play with at all. Mm-hmm. That were just interesting mm-hmm. and had their own stories. And again, this goes circles back to what's lovely about what you're all doing is that there's just such great people out there yeah. and they all arrive at this experience in such dynamic ways. Mm-hmm. And um, the ability to talk about it just feels like such like a, a little gift. Um, yes. And, uh, and there's a little bit of it that's because it's like, sometimes a little sexy secret or a little <laughs> something about it that's that's kind of naughty, even though I don't think we think of it as being naughty. but
0: No, not at all. No. that's another difference between us is that I wish I could just tell the world. Like, my parents know. Most of my family knows. If they don't know, I'll tell them tomorrow. Like, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm like the most open person ever. But I also don't have a career where anybody would care and I'm actually about to start training to be a sex and relationship coach and like this is my my world and I love it and I love expressing my sexuality and and I want that for everybody and I feel like you know one way to make that sort of happen is by just being an example and being like that you you can talk about it it's cool um so and you're a little bit more reserved when it comes to that for uh, many reasons. And they all make sense. And I'm, I'm clearly not like pushing you to do anything, but um, yeah, it's just, it's this interesting place of Like I, it almost makes me want to stop my foot, like a five-year-old and be like, everybody just say what you're doing. (laughs) Like, it's really not that big of a deal. And I mean that for monogamous people who are like, you know, there's so many like hetero guys getting pegged right now. And I'm just like, let's just talk about it. It's cool. It's fine. Like there's no, there should be no shame around sexuality for anybody for any reason ever. And so yeah, I'm, I'm just going to, I'll stop. That's my, so that's, Sky, my ten, that's my 10,000 cents.
3: Sky, Sky, tell us how you feel.
2: About this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I think you're super legitimate and valid in all of it. And that like, if everybody were willing to do that, then Cody wouldn't have to be scared, right. About yeah. saying what he does. And it's just, it sucks that we're not there. There
1: are so many people out
2: yeah, there. Yeah. Not just Cody's not the only one. No,
0: but. Cody is like the least of my worries, actually. I'm more worried about like, you know, the trans kid in Oklahoma who can't tell yep. their parents, you know, exactly. like that, that kind of thing. Yep. It's like, And that starts with people yep. who are in safe positions like myself saying as much as they can. And so that was part of the reason why I wanted to come on podcasts and just, you know, promote this lifestyle and any other lifestyle you may want to pursue that doesn't hurt anybody else. Cool. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's get it going and let's tell the world about it. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it and hopefully it's inspiring other people to do the same. Cause that's, that's sort of the mission.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh, hope so. Very so. much so. Yeah.
2: All right. So you went to desire your full blown official swingers. They give you your card. Right, <laughs> when you right. you leave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how how you has laminate it, it yeah yeah you got to laminate it yourself they're cheap yeah right? yeah totally but uh how has it progressed since and you've kind of talked a little bit about where you're at you know now it sounds like it's a lot of going on lots of dates with people you're in the bonobo group and you're there's a lot of sex parties and it's so, so i guess what does it look like now and what like how did you get here from desire maybe
0: well, I think desire for me, you were probably already like really solidified in, in all of this. And for me, it was just, it, it was like, yes, this is what I want for sure. Um, we just had so much fun. And I, I saw that it could be a part of our normal everyday life pretty easily.
3: Just just a point of clarification. Uh, I'm curious, do you mean like the desire experience is what you want or or being a sexually expressive person among other people was what you want. Yeah. The latter. Okay. Because desire itself again is, I mean, is yes, a, if I is, can live on the beach, but the, but the, but the, um, the gap, the, yes. the, the distance between the desire experience and the desire ethos, who goes there, right. who can afford to go there, right. what people, right. Some of the gender roles and things like that, gender identities there, yep. the, the gap between that and the real, everybody's real but be- between that and the people that we've dated yeah who there's a level of like they're they're not living a fantasy they're actually people in their bodies wanting to be connected and enjoy pleasure with other people at a very like i don't want to say it's not a fantasy level because there are fantasies there's too it's just sort of not this like um manufactured sexual space yeah the yeah. desire is and and uh, so there
0: can it, be a very surface experience very it's surface. designed to be that way because people are there for three days. Right. You don't, there's not a lot of time. <laughs>
3: right. Where, where's, where's so the gap between that? And maybe the folks that we've had, just the absolute delight of getting to know uh, and experiencing pleasure with and the bonobo not to keep shouting out to this particular group, but they're really cultivating a super values-based conscious consent grounded uh you know thoughtful approach to how are we sexual how are we politically active how are we inclusive and and i just got to give so much credit to the leadership of that group for for you know aggregating a set i think of very contemporary ideas around sexuality and around inclusiveness and around belonging and around community um and it all of that we're buying what. We're picking up what they're laying down. Yeah. Like but. all the way. So that that really does feel like our, even if maybe half the people in that space, when we used to go to an actual play party, we might not have like have a lot of common ground in terms of what gives us pleasure. Right. Intellectually and and sort of from a value standpoint and in terms of an alignment standpoint, it just felt like such a more like evolved.
2: Approach. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah,
0: in our normal day, like our regular lifestyle world, we're more dating individuals than we are going to those
3: right. That's true. That's that's true. true. Right. But if
0: we're going to go to parties, it's going to be their parties. And they've been having online parties during COVID. So it's been, that's been great. (laughs) Oh boy. So much fun. Yeah. Cause there's only, I mean, we've met some people uh, on Tinder and, um, which is still my go-to. It's just been so good. It's, I don't know. I know people hate it, but I I actually really love it and it's delivered. So um, yeah, there's only so many zoom dates we can go on, you know? So um, I think our, our evolution has definitely taken us more to dating so that we can get to know people well, Mm -hmm. but the, um, But the experience of sex parties is very fun. And if we're going to do that, we want it to be in a more inclusive environment. Mm -hmm. And as of yet, there's no, like inclusive sex party place that also happens to be on a beach in Mexico. So (laughs) probably go back to desire Uh at uh some point because swimming naked in the ocean is nice. (laughs) We know,
2: we know the struggle that you're uh, battling there. Yeah. We we we
1: can relate to that.
2: Completely aligned. So yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Good to know. (laughs) I was wondering, you, you touched on it earlier about you like to get to know people because Well, it it had to do with um, not playing with people on the first date. And it was Mm -hmm. really around, we'd like to have some conversations about what you're into, our safety, our health, Mm -hmm. those types and the consent, all of those pieces. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how you approach those conversations with people, how you keep yourself safe, how you approach the consent, all of those sort of wrapped into one and like your, your strategy for attacking that? Mm -hmm. great question super important i think for us Mm -hmm. how would you
0: oh i mean i i approach this the same way i think i approach most things which is sort of to be like as authentic and vulnerable and out front with it as possible Mm -hmm. i am almost always the person to be like and so we also, you know, want you to know that we're very big on consent and our here's our STI status. And, you know, we've played with two people in the last month and blah, blah, blah. I, I am just the type of person that puts it all out
3: there. Yep. And that 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 comes across very authentically because you do that in non-sexual spaces or not or sorry, in, in non uh what's the, the word for pressure, it? Non, your- non, 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 dating. But you would do that at the doctor's office. You would do sure. that at the, at the, at the grocery store. You would do that. You, you come across as very sincere when you do that because that's just your nature to do that. Um, I would only add to that though, that in these conversations that we've had, I've started to key in and I'm slow on the uptake a lot of the times, but I've started to key in on this moment that happens when we go on a date and it is uh, you, you there's a sh- there's a shift, there's a sort of a shifting point. Or I hate I hate the expression the tipping point because it feels yeah. so Gladwell, you know. A <laughs> little
2: you know, too Malcolm Gladwell yeah, for you. <laughs> you. Gladwell, <laughs> Gladwell. Yeah. But
3: but but th- there is this shift that happens, I noticed, because the preliminary you sit down. You 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 understand they're a human being, you're a human being. You're taking in each other. You you begin to establish that this is just fundamentally a safe human space, let alone a play space or a a romantic space or a flirtation space, but just a safe actual space. We're sane or sanish. The other person or people are sane and sane. You start to get all that out of the way, relax into the moment, maybe have a cocktail, maybe have two. And then the moment arises and something gets brought up, usually by Sky, that just opens up the cascade of like, okay, we all know why we're here. <laughs> so let's just like, it's the, the first thing, it may be a sexy thing, it may be a consent thing, it may be a um, STI thing, It who knows what it is, but there's something where a door opens. Yeah, And once the door opens, this has been our experience, this has been my experience with you, Sky, mm-hmm. is that once the door opens and everyone says, all right, we've turned the page, now on to the next chapter. And the next chapter is having a, a more frank talk that we have established that it's safe enough. And all those preliminaries have, have kind of come come and gone. And now let's get to another kind of conversation. And once that door opens, it's it, it to me, it's felt easy mm-hmm. every time that we've done it. It's just knowing when to open the door mm-hmm. and opening the door in a way that you know, I guess more importantly, doing all the work before the door opens to just establish, hey, we're safe here. And, yeah. and we we want you to have a positive experience, whether we play or whether we don't play. Um, we want to hold this space. Uh,
0: I think by me being as open as possible about us and our status and what we come to the table with, uh-huh. it gives people the permission to also open up and be
2: step into that vulnerable. Yep.
0: Yep. At least I'm hoping for yep. that.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, yep. it is. It's kind of an invitation, right? And if they, mm-hmm. if they dodge it or sidestep it, that tells you a little bit too, right? Oh, sure?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And, and generally speaking, we have not even met in person with people who have been dodgy around anything, even via text or, or messaging online. Um, I, I, I really like to vet people before we meet. As, I mean, gosh, especially now. So, sure. yeah, it, it's, there's got to be some sort of connection there sure. mm-hmm. beforehand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was curious, you know, uh, Sky, you've alluded to the fact that you do meet women. Have you always known that you're bisexual? And I guess I'm assuming this, or has it something that you've discovered over time?
0: It's really interesting. Um, and I appreciate the question because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've always been attracted to women, but I also think women are so overly sexualized in our society that we are just thought we're taught that women are the sexual beings or the sexual, I don't know, creatures to be desired. It's a really weird thing for me to actually kind of intellectualize. I kind of just go with my gut. Um, I have, I will not say never, but the idea of dating a woman exclusively on my own is not something that really ever appealed to me. I love being with women when the male gaze is present. And I love watching, um, I would say my partner, but really Cody, because you're the only one that I've actually really enjoyed this with, um, seeing you with other women. Mm -hmm. um, It's kind of like, oh, I bet that I look like that when he does that to me. Like that's Wow, how cool. I just get to see it through that way. And it's also really freaking hot. Um, and I love kissing women and Boobs are awesome. You do love boobs. I do. You love <laughs> boobs. You
3: really love boobs. I do. I do, do love bo- you love boobs more than I love boobs. And boobs are great. That's true. <laughs>
0: that is probably true. I do, I'm,
3: I'm holding up two hands right now reflexively. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see this, but I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. But um, I I I really do and and yeah, uh, with the the woman that we're currently dating, we have such a strong emotional connection. Yeah. yeah that I could actually, I was like, Oh, maybe I could date somebody, but also that's kind of not what we do. Like we don't date by ourselves at the moment. Um, so I just happy to say I'm totally content. Like I am getting all of my needs met in that way, but it is interesting. Um, and when you fill out all your profiles on Cassidy or, um, APG. I was just doing the, the, the one that you guys are promoting. Um, they, they do always make you say woman bisexual. Right. And I, I click it because like, yes, I'm going to have sex with a woman. If Cody's there,
2: yeah
1: not sure it would happen otherwise. Yep. That's okay. You can have the term and use it as a definition of however you, you can define it how you of want course. to. Of course.
0: Yeah. I was never, uh, I,
1: yeah, let's just say
0: things things have changed with this particular person, and I, I find that interesting. And I think that probably happens for a lot of people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know who's to say with the next one? It's not now you've turned it on and you can't turn it off. Right? Of course, like, right? It's, it's a situational, right? Some people, are, you know,
0: totally. And women are in amazing, so yeah.
2: Amen to that. Well, yeah, I going to say I can disagree. <laughs> yeah, <right>. something, something. <laughs>
0: Men also all right. Many of us have in common. <laughs> um,
3: uh, I will say, uh, it, it, I know this question wasn't for me, but I just uh, as something that I observe for you, Sky. Mm-hmm. So you, you would. It's fair to say that you identify as a sapiosexual,
0: definitely. Uh huh. Yes,
3: and that goes. To, that goes to why that first date is really important, and why the communication is really important, and mm-hmm. why. Knowing something about someone else and how they how they express themselves and what they want and and how they think and and uh, what's important to them that's help that's a turn on mm-hmm. that's a, that's very much a turn on for you and and I want to say it's as much a turn on for me I don't think it quite is but it, but it, I'm trying to get there no, well, I love I love the safety of sexual identity <laughs> it's I think it's, it's very it's very hot and you obviously leverage it wonderfully um, but to watch you and your intellectual and your emotional connection with the woman we're dating is just so beautiful and it's so lovely for me to see, which gets me to something that we, uh, a, a term we've been banding about since pretty early in our relationship, which is this notion of compersion.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and that, and that uh, we're super lucky. We both, I think we both feel super lucky that both of us just relish seeing the other person receive and, and pleasure. give pleasure and 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 and, f- and just feel fully themselves and it, and uh I have I have oh boy I can look back on my early dating life and I can I could list uh, we we don't have enough to, this is a whole other podcast of <laughs> uh, episode of the times that I have felt deep deep jealousy um in relationship mm-hmm. and over nothing over ridiculous things and We, you know, there's a whole conversation around why that's the case and how perverse that is and all that other stuff. But, you know, you read The Ethical Slut, you'd read some other things, you hear about other people's experiences, you hear about the the, just the delight and be like, I love this person to death. I absolutely adore them. My job right now is to make sure that they're having the best darn time they can. And That could take all different kinds of, that could look all different kinds of ways. And just to know that in, in Sky, and I think Sky U for me, that our delight in seeing the other person feel wonderful things and do wonderful things is, um, part of what makes this all possible.
0: Yeah. And when you talk to other people about it too, it can be kind of scary. I remember having a conversation with my aunt and uncle, like I said, I've I I just blurted it all out. Um, And I think my uncle said something along the lines of like, well, why would you even test it? Why, you know, why open Pandora's box? And I was like, I love this man. I want him to be happy. If he finds somebody else that he's going to be happier with... Yes, I want that for him. And even as the words are coming out of my mouth, I was like, that's maybe a a step too far for some people to understand. But I really do feel (laughs) that way. I really do. Like I, I, and and who would want to be with someone knowing that they would be happier with somebody else? That feels weird to me, right? Like I want you to be as happy as possible. And if that's not with me, well, I don't want you to be with me because that makes me feel shitty too. So it's, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe I'm a little out there on that one, but <laughs>
1: I really do believe I don't that. think so. I mean, no? I think a lot of people feel that way. Okay, well, no. good.
2: And I think the hope is right. You, I mean, your goal isn't like, well, let's go find Cody someone better so he's happy. No, happier. no, that's like that, that isn't the goal. But the goal would be like, <laughs> right. let's let's do amazing stuff together so he's happier than he could ever want to be, and I want to be a part of that sure. with him.
1: Yeah, and right? and, and exactly. if ultimately that some, one of you is not happy, like to confront that and to talk about it, and be like, okay, what can we change? What can we do? Or is this relationship not working for Correct. us anymore? Yep. So. Yep. have it like those relationship check-in weekly check-ins are part of all of that. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah. The communication is, is absolutely
3: everything. And it it makes, it makes space for whatever degree of radical honesty is possible, Mm -hmm. which, and that's a pretty hard concept even for me to wrap my head around. Um, but I feel like what's happening for us what's happening for you what's happening for many of your listeners it it, it's certainly it's moving along a trajectory that radical honesty is part of the conversation at its best Mm -hmm. um whether it's honesty with yourself about what you desire or what you're comfortable with or what you're not comfortable with um or radical honesty with your partner um it's it's a different level
2: yeah no very true and I, I mean, I guess I think, like, you guys have shared so much amazing stuff. I know.
1: I feel of, like we could have this show go on for, like, three hours <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> yeah. but,
2: but, you know, we can we can always do a part two and a part three. I'll come but back. I, yeah. Well, and I was I – was, maybe had a couple final questions, and one of them mm-hmm. is are there things or maybe what are some of the things, one or two, whatever number you pick, that, like, you haven't had the chance yet to experience together that – you are excited and looking forward to or hoping it's that you get So to.
0: interesting. You should say that. So uh so this lovely woman we're dating is also seeing another woman and she threw out the idea of the four of us being together. And I was like, Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why I don't. and then I look at Cody like, and you think you can handle three women? And then I was like, Oh yeah, he can handle three women. So um but
2: it's <laughs> And, th- and, and the listeners can't see it, but Cody is literally just like staring. <laughs> staring at him, like, oh. <laughs> I think the,
0: the real answer to your question, though, is I'm looking forward to all of those things that I hadn't even thought of yet.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, I couldn't have actually th- I mean, I guess I could have thought of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's just so many things that I'm sure that I haven't even thought of. Mm-hmm. And things like we did last week that I never thought we'd do. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking forward to. It's the it's the unknown. It's the adventure. Mm-hmm. It's the like gleeful, giddy little surprise. Like oh wow, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a thing that we mm-hmm. can do. So that's that's my mm-hmm. answer.
3: Um, that's a, I, that is a great question, and I'm not sure what I can add to your response. Um, I want
0: you to say something totally weird, like, I want you to tie a balloon to my cock and then have three midgets. <laughs> no. No.
2: Okay. They're, they're, no. It's little people.
0: Okay. Yeah. So,
2: uh, <laughs> Not uh, in her fantasy. <laughs> 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 fair enough. Fair enough.
3: Fantasies are fantasies. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess I, kind of going back to the honesty part is, 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 uh, you know, a super big, a, a great gift in being in a relationship with you is, um, you know, just ourselves, the two of us alone in our in our house or at a hotel room or wherever, we're still making discoveries about things that feel good or, or disclosures or a fantasy or, or a new thing that, you know, you or I haven't even necessarily been kind of like keeping under wraps for a while, but it's something that you, you see out there in the world or you conceive of and, and you bring it to your partner's attention. And we've been able to do this with each other recently and be like, hey, how do you th- Could we try this thing? And we do, and like I don't know, I'm super old, you guys. (laughs) And we've been we've been together for two years, but it's felt like we've been together for a lifetime, and it's still like such a little precious moment to be like, oh my gosh, we did a new sex thing today. Like I, you you think you would run out? You would think you would get Mm -hmm. to the end of the book. And like, there's not that much more, but no, there's another thing we did and it was super fun and we might not do it again, or we might do it. That might be the only thing we do from now on. I don't know. Right. But like to, to keep discovering those things just between the two of us, that alone is super fun. And as long as we can keep doing that, then I feel like the sky's the limit when it comes to like being with other people. Um, I do, I do have this idea of like, and this is, this is the, this is the. the balloon. Yeah, the balloon. No, the blue. I, don't know. I do. I do have this. I do have this idea, and I think Sky, you've spoken about it about a little bit. Maybe you've had experiences that start to approximate this in your past, but like in the same way that we have this actual possibility of of me getting to share space with these three like beautiful, you know, sexually expressive women. Um, the idea of maybe like you being the center of attention. Of a lot of like male energy, yeah, that or or or, or a a level (laughs) a a a measure of male energy beyond me that feels really hot to you, where you could be like the focal point, yeah, um, and just worshipped in whatever way for as long as you want.
0: I'm so picky about my men, though that I think that has not happened because finding men who are as thoughtful and consent focused as I. Want them to be, uh-huh. and then also finding like five to 10 of them. That seems really.
2: So she did have a number in my- <laughs> we'll
0: Hey, you know what?
2: I'm so glad we
3: talked <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> real quick. So yes, that'd be great. But also back to just being us, I think sure. I also wanted to point out that we do as part of the ethos of our relationship aim to, and most days do this. We, we aim to have sex every day and it is a large part of how we connect.
3: Sure.
0: Um, n- not just physically, but emotionally. And so, and and we, if a day goes by that we don't because of some scheduling thing, mm-hmm the next day feels like we haven't had sex in like a month. Right. Yeah.
3: Right. So that, yeah. that,
0: that is, that is a large part of our relationship. It's which a, it, again, could be a whole other podcast. I, and I,
3: an ideal day is like two if yeah. we can or three, but you know, I'm, uh, with work and things like yeah. that, it's, it's, it's harder to get that in, but no, it's, it's on the schedule. Yep. Um, which, which on the face of it may not sound like the sexiest thing, but boy, Having it on the schedule means
1: it's going to happen.
3: (laughs) It's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's also impressive considering you said you go to bed super early. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I don't like morning sex either.
0: So we're it's it's fitting in there around two in the afternoon most days, (laughs) (laughs) just when the schedule works out. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that it is a big part of things. So Um, it's amazing
3: we uh i'm mindful of the time but also uh thinking that this is and i and i appreciate this and i understand the reason why but like that uh you know you've just been so um your questions have been great and and your your interest has been great and i think it's uh we've been in a position to having to sort of reflect and think back on our relationship and share kind of some of our shared experiences and that's been a really interesting process for us um I, I wish there was some sort of a podcast format where you could like flip the script. And now we could like, yeah. interrogate, we could interrogate our wonderful hosts, I because I am I'm really, even the questions that you ask uh, betray a certain like um, way of thinking about these questions that, 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 um, I would love. I know that's not the format, and I apologize for hijacking your podcast. But uh, you're totally fine. <laughs> you can but, uh, just
1: you can go listen to episode one. It's only one episode, but it is our story. Well, someone interviews us. Oh no!
0: Okay, we will do that. I'm, See, that's not how I start. Po- we were talking about this because I was like, "Did you have much of the podcast? Have you listened to?" And he's like, "Well, I'm just kind of jumping around," and I'm like, "I go from." the newest backwards because yeah. I want to see like what you're up to now. Yeah. So, but okay. Episode one. So we will, we will, definitely, go listen. We will definitely
3: go to episode one and whether or not it becomes uh, an episode or not uh, uh, when we have our next conversation. And I hope we do, but I would be really curious to hear about, you know, your own evolution and just your own kind of where you are now and stuff like that, because yeah. you, t- you teams to seem absolutely delightful.
2: Well, well thank you. I appreciate it. And, the other the other episode, if you're looking to learn more about us, we did have some other podcasters do this to us on episode 29, and actually we were we were in Sucre, Bolivia, I believe, when the conversation happened. We were living in an apartment with no heat, and it, it was it. so cold <laughs> that we were wearing our coats inside oh my all gosh, the time to bed. So it it was oh, uh, wow. it was an interesting interview. Um, so that's yeah. the other one where you can get that, but. You know, it's a good point that maybe we should do another one of those flip maybe the script. It's time. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And uh, <laughs> and and again, yeah, being mindful of the time and your your time, uh, we know you've got to go have sex two more times tonight. <laughs> 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 that,
0: that, Just one more time. We already did it once. <laughs> <so. Yeah>. that,
2: <laughs> then maybe it's a good time to throw the question about if you have any bloopers that you would like to share. Oh shit! I forgot about this question. It's a sneaky one. It sneaks it, up on people.
0: You know what? We've had this happen two or three times now. This isn't a blooper necessarily. It's just, I'm going to out you. Yeah, out me. Yeah. So Cody (laughs) has uh, barbells on his nipples and I like to wear fishnetty things a lot. Oh no. So twice now I've like made the man bleed just by like, being sexy next to him. <laughs> like one time I was wearing fishnets at a sex party. It was Valentine's Day. I was like all in red. And we had a lady friend there. And I just go to like sexily drag my foot across him on my way to the bathroom. And he's just like, oh <laughs> And so yeah, that wasn't so good. And then the, the last time was just two weeks ago when we were
3: Well, so none of the all of this is my fault because I have this thing hanging off of my body which catches on things. Well, so sure. so it's not you would be able to climb over you know 99.999% of the population with no problem.
0: Well, I'm also kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> right. yeah so, right. so good to know. Good yeah,
3: to
1: know. Right, yeah. Um,
3: But uh but so so culpability on this matter rests squarely with me. So on that day that was the first time you and I shared playful, That's sexy space yep. With, yep. with another person. And so it you were kind of happy. And it was lovely. So <laughs> I was having, I was right. having the time of my life and kind of in a meta way too, because I was appreciating not only the actual moment, but also stepping back a little bit and and thinking like, this is a moment that I have aspired to experience for just so long. And it's just been so, such a fantasy. And um, here I am, and I'm with this incredible person and this other lovely person. And um, and, and yes, it. yeah, my, my <laughs> nipple, my nipple might be ripped off, but you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's so, totally so there's, it. so there, there's that one. And then the most recent one, I just straight up walked by you while you were wearing something fishnetty and, and I, it was a drive by, true. it's it was a drive by nippling
1: um, <laughs> on my part.
3: <laughs> um, I think the only other blooper, which was not a sexy thing at all, That's okay. um, but it had to do with like it had to do with like the playful part of like sex and I don't know, adornment and gear and things like that was, um, uh, we went to see a, a concert down in, uh, oh, yeah. you know, an hour away from where we live yeah. and we, we stayed at a little place and we had been together for, what would you say? Six months, four months, then something like that. yes And, uh, four. you, you got us, you got us tickets and we went there and, and, um, we saw this concert. It was lovely. And, and I might've had just a couple of cocktails and then, and then maybe one more cocktail.
0: I feel like it's important to say what the concert was.
3: Uh, You go
0: ahead. (laughs) So It was an Ani DeFranco concert. So it's like the most feminist. I don't know you were surrounded by a lot of lady energy that night.
3: It was a lot of lady energy. And I was, I was there to support you.
0: And so we go back to the hotel room and Uh before I know it, Mr. Drunky drunk is like, it's cock ring fashion
3: show time. Cock ring fashion show. <laughs> and I
0: was just like, were well, you just around too many vaginates tonight? Then now you just need to parade your cocker house.
3: <laughs> I would go into the bathroom and I would reappear with a new cock ring on.
0: <laughs> oh my God. And I, I did not know we had this many cock rings. I'm just sitting here going,
3: like, Did you know what a cock ring okay, was? But- was that?
0: Uh, I mean, maybe
2: like really, really no,
0: not like you did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: now, he's, like now the, you. he's like the guy on the street with like watches in his coat. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Luckily, he also had more whiskey for me, so I was down. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. We, we, we woke up the next day and she rolls over and she's like, Wow, well, <laughs> that was quite the cockery. Gotring fashion show. <laughs> <joke. laughs> uh, yeah. so, like, I, I don't know if that's a blooper, but like no, I know I don't think
0: we have we, actual bloopers because we are. I mean, I hate to say it because we're we're so frigging like focused on the consent and the vetting process. But sure. by the time we actually meet somebody, like the bloopers all happen on text or something beforehand.
2: Sure, no, then, I think it was. And then we never
0: meet them. <laughs> well, thanks.
2: <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna just throw one more uh, word of caution your way, Cody. Um, since you talked about going back to Desire last time we were there, yep. Uh, a gentleman who had nipple rings oh, yeah. was playing water volleyball and okay. definitely got caught in the net and oh. ripped it completely out and oh. spent the rest of the week with his with a big like four bandage. by four bandage on his oh, nipple. Oh no! Okay, no water volleyball. Thank you. So
3: much yeah. welcome. for that take, information, take
1: it out or don't play or bu-
3: tape over them during or, the yeah, board tape over, the over them. It, it, you know, if it, it, I get a couple of big like bumper stickers or something, it could be a conversation piece,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, exactly. a, nice, a nice little starter thing for people. How, uh, <laughs> no, how terrible that that poor uh, person had that experience. And I am so sorry, but at the same time, what a coincidence that we are having this conversation. And there's this like
0: Yeah, what a yeah. story for him. What
3: a story. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, to the wise. Thanks you. You're welcome. Good you're memory. welcome. Yep.
2: Uh, uh, yeah. So, well, yeah. hopefully that helps everybody. And I think yeah. <laughs> <you're>,
3: <laughs> good advice.
2: Don't sh- get nipple rings. Yeah. <laughs> and we we always gave our good friend, one of our good friends has a Prince Albert and I Hello. always I'm always like be careful how you jump in the pool. Because you don't want to get caught in the net. So, oh,
0: that's so <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, also hurts
2: your teeth. Just yeah, we'll leave wait. that. We'll leave that image with everybody. Thanks. <laughs> and yeah. say say thank you both. So much. I mean, it was a fantastic story, fantastic conversation. Yeah, it was yeah. so fun
1: getting to know both of you yeah. some more and hearing your story. So we really yeah. appreciate you taking the time and being vulnerable with us and and creating this space and sharing. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having us. So fun.
2: Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Finn. Absolutely. Well, have a wonderful evening. Enjoy your sex, and we will. <laughs> we will be yes. in touch.
1: Sounds good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and we're, we're back. back.
2: It's totally synchronized. Only
1: the second try on the outro. This has been pretty good.
2: No, this is the first try.
1: No, we tried it once. No, we didn't. Yes, we
2: did. No, we didn't. <laughs> we were going to, and then we decided to redo the intro for the 75th <laughs> time. We never no, do the outro. I swear
1: we did it. No. Anyway.
2: We can go to instant replay. <laughs> We've got our alt-playground video okay. track we going already, in the corner. We
1: already deleted it. <laughs>
2: So anyway, Speaking of
1: which, Alt Playground. Yeah,
2: remember to check out Alt Playground <laughs> for all your sexy video chat features and needs. So
1: you don't get kicked off your Zoom account.
2: Or your Google account or your Skype account. Yes. Anyway.
1: Thank you so much to Scott.
2: To Scott. Oh hey, gosh. Scott. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to Sky and...
2: <laughs> we're, not, we're not redoing this. Just keep rolling it. <laughs> Thank you for real to Sky and Cody for coming on uh, for... I mean, all of the awesome stuff you shared. And I I, can't
1: really say your name, Sky and Cody. And
2: I know that we are probably going to be enacting the state of the relationship meeting between the two of us. Oh, yes, for sure. Emma completely forgot what we were
1: talking about.
2: (laughs) No, I didn't. It's like she wasn't even there.
1: I was still on trying to pronounce their names correctly because I messed it up.
2: So thank you for real for everything. Um, Again, I don't know how many times I have to say that because Emma keeps forgetting what we're doing.
1: One quick note, though, the state of the relationship, like Finn said. We,
2: All of the notes are in the show notes.
1: Yeah, the notes from that, uh, like their categories that they ca- talked about are in the show notes. So if you want to go check them out, maybe instate that in your relationship like we will be doing. You should totally do that.
2: And once again, thank you.
1: <laughs> and thanks to Jack and Jill.
2: And thanks to Jack and Jill. And thanks to everybody for being awesome. And for somehow you're still listening to this point. <laughs> No idea how that happened. Um, Next week, if you decided this wasn't too ridiculous, we have another interview, believe it or not.
1: With Jane and Jay.
2: Jane and Jay. And they actually have a pretty awesome story, too.
1: Yes. We can't give any spoilers, though.
2: No, we can't.
1: So, come back next Wednesday. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Sign up for the meet and greet on August 22nd. Sign up for our Patreon. Our next Q&A is August 26th. And reach out to us.
2: Yeah. And if your name is Scott, uh, come in, come on the show. Because
1: <laughs> apparently I want to say that name. That's, yeah.
2: Emma's already ready for you. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to it.
1: Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening.